The Old Testament lesson for the third Sunday of Easter is from Ezekiel chapter 34. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I, I myself, will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep. And I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. And I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the ravines and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them with good pasture and on the mountain heights of Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak, and the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. This is the word of the Lord. It would be nice, wouldn't it, if at least some of us got to be good sheep. Even just a few, just a handful of us got to be good sheep, it would be really nice. But that possibility is really excluded by our Old Testament lesson. You heard the kinds of sheep that this shepherd calls. There are those who are lost, those who are strayed, those who are injured, those who are weak, and even those who look healthy, the fat and the strong, those are to be destroyed. None of them is a good sheep. None of them is a healthy sheep. None of them is a sheep that does not need a shepherd. It would be nice if we got to be good sheep. That is not the case. And you know why it is. We have all fallen into sin, and like the prophet Isaiah says, all we like sheep astray, everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. We are all sheep, but none of us is a good sheep. That fits, of course, with what Jesus has said about his ministry. You know some of the things that he said to the Pharisees who thought that they were healthy, sound sheep. He said, I have not come for the righteous, but for the sinners. It is not the well who need a physician, but the sick. Jesus has come to save the lost and the strayed and the injured and the sick, but those who think they are healthy have another thing coming. That's important for you to know because it's important to recognize something about the church that often gets overlooked or misunderstood, and that is the church is not like a country club where you show up wearing your best clothing and you have to meet certain standards, and you're there because you want to be there, and you're there to meet a certain image. The church is not a country club, and you get kicked out if you don't look a certain way. The church is not a country club. The church is much more like a hospital, where you look around you and all you see are sick people. Sick people of every sort, injured people, frail people, People who cannot make it on their own. People without, who, who without a doctor would certainly die. The church is like a hospital. 
That tells us all kinds of things about the church. In the first place, it tells you something about how you should understand your life. What happens if you try to get discharged from the hospital too soon? Before you are healed, before you are made well, your injuries are worse. You make worse problems for yourselves. Your life as a life of a Christian is a life in the hospital, being made well by the great physician. But it also tells us something about what we should expect from other people in the church. So imagine if you were trying to select players for a football team, you would not pick people who are all bandaged up, people with a broken leg, people who don't show up to practice, people who try to do their own thing, people who don't listen well. You wouldn't pick people who are not team players. You wouldn't pick people who don't understand the plays, who can't catch a ball. But Jesus comes to us, sheep, the sick in need of a physician. He comes to us and picks us, the last that you would expect to be picked for this team. He picks the sick and the injured, the unwell, the strain. He picks those who are lost because his job, his role in this world sent by his Father is to redeem the lost, to call back the strain, to bind up the injured, and to heal the sick. It is precisely for the likes of you and me that Jesus has come into this world. Let that set your expectations about the kind of people you think you should see in church. When you look at people who are not in church, pay attention. It is always the last people you would expect to be in church who need the gospel. It is the people who you would be utterly surprised to see here. They are the ones who need the gospel. They are the ones who need the good shepherd. They are the ones who need to be called. They are the ones who are strained. It is the injured, the people who are broken down, who would never listen who would never come. Those are the ones who need the good shepherd. It is the weak, those who cannot stand up on their own, those who could never bring themselves to church because they are afraid or because they are embarrassed or ashamed. Those are the ones who need the good shepherd. Let that also inform what you think about the people sitting around you. You are all just as sick as one another. We are all just as sick and weak and injured as one another. We have all been just as strain as one another, and we have all been lost. And if were it not for the Good Shepherd who calls the lost, none of us, none of us would be here. That's the second way that this image of the church as a hospital or as this flock of sheep, as the last flock you would pick for yourself, this is where this image is helpful in understanding yourself. So think for a moment about those five categories of sheep that we hear about in Ezekiel. Consider those kind of sheep. Those are not the kind of sheep we would like to imagine ourselves to be. And yet, that is who we are. Are you lost? Now, it seems unlikely that any of you here in church would be lost. Most often when we think about lost sheep, we think about those who have never been to church or those whose whereabouts are unknown, the people we do not know where they are, and we cannot find them. But it's possible, it's possible that you could be sitting here in church with your ears stopped up, not listening to the gospel, not hearing and believing, in which case you are lost. Or perhaps you are straying. Perhaps you have been listening to the voices of other shepherds. Perhaps 
You have not been listening intently to the voice of your shepherd. Perhaps the world is drawing you away by the allure of riches and pleasures. Perhaps perhaps the opinions of your friends or the people you admire in this world are drawing you away from the admiration that God heaps on you in Christ Jesus. Perhaps, perhaps you are straying. Or maybe you are injured. Think of what it means for a sheep to be injured. Imagine a sheep who has been walking along and falls into a pit and breaks his leg. He falls into something out of which he cannot bring himself. That's what it's like. That's exactly what it's like to fall into temptation, to fall into sin, to commit sin and be grieved in your conscience but not able to pull yourself out. That's what it means to be injured, to be caught in sin, to be the victim of temptation. Perhaps you're injured or perhaps you're weak. Perhaps you're afraid. Perhaps you don't hold as tightly to Jesus as you should. Perhaps you do not stand up against the pressures of this world as well as you should. Perhaps you are not as unafraid to speak the truth and to live like a Christian as you should. Perhaps you think you cannot stand. Or perhaps you are one of the fat and the strong. This one's a bit of a strange category. These are the sheep that Ezekiel later identifies as those who are in the pasture, they're in the fold, but they come and they eat their grain and they eat their pasture, but then they tramp down the rest of it so that no one else can enjoy it. Or they go and they drink from the pool, but then they plop in the pool and muddy the water so that no one else can drink from those waters. They push with shoulder and side, that's what Ezekiel says, they push with shoulder and side so that the other sheep are deprived. Perhaps you're one of those who by gossip or by grumbling or by judgment deprive others of hearing the gospel, of finding sweet relief in the cool streams and the green pastures that Jesus gives. Now those are all the categories that we have. Those are all the categories that Ezekiel gives us. None of us gets to be a good sheep. So which one are you? If you think that you are none of these, think again. The best case, I think, if we were going to grade these cases, the best case is being a weak sheep. But think about what that means. You've heard Paul describe what it is to be weak. Paul lamented, the Apostle Paul lamented the fact that he had a thorn in his side, some affliction that he could not get rid of, something that was tormenting him. Maybe it was a physical malady, or maybe it was some sin, some temptation that he could not break. And he pleaded with the Lord that the Lord would remove this thorn from his side. Over and again, Paul pleaded. And finally, God said to Paul, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Christ's power is made perfect in weakness. That goes for all of these categories as well, because what matters is not whether you are good sheep. What matters is not whether you are good sheep, but whether or not you have a good shepherd. Whether you have the kind of shepherd who goes after you when you are lost. Whether you have the kind of shepherd who calls you back when you are straying. Whether you have the kind of shepherd who binds up your wounds when you are injured, or strengthens you when you are weak, or disciplines you when you are proud 
who puts to death your sinful, arrogant flesh. If that's the kind of shepherd that you have, then it matters not one bit whether you are a good sheep. Because you have the kind of shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. Do not relish the fact that you may be lost or strained or injured or weak or fat and strong. Do not relish the fact that you need a Savior, but relish this. That because you need a Savior, you have one. Because you are not a good sheep, you have a good shepherd. It's helpful to know that this is how things work in the church. It's helpful to observe what it means for Christians to be good Christians and for a church to be a good church. It doesn't matter that we are weak and injured, that we stray, or that we have been lost. It does not matter because we have a shepherd who calls us back. The only thing that matters is that he calls us and that we hear his voice. The only thing that matters is that he knows you and you know him. The health of a congregation is not measured by so many numbers on a page, not measured by how, much, how many programs are run in a congregation or how much money pours into a congregation or how happy people are in a congregation. The measure of a congregation is very simple. It is this. Are the sheep hearing the voice of their shepherd? Is the shepherd calling to his sheep? You can be certain that he is. And that whether you are lost or strayed or injured or weak or fat and strong, your shepherd is here to call you home, to lead you to green pastures and still waters. All that there is for you to do is to listen to his voice, to believe what he says, to follow him. I am the good shepherd, Jesus says. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He's unlike anyone in this world. Everyone else, when they're picking a team, picks the best and the brightest. Everyone else, when they're recruiting for a flock, picks the healthiest, strongest sheep. But Christ, our good shepherd, the Passover lamb, who was destined to be sacrificed from the foundation of the world, he is here to pick you and to pick me so that he can be glorified in your resurrection. To him belong all glory and honor now and forever. Amen.